When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 219. Relationships start with a small act of kindness, and sometimes a big one, by Lisa Merlot Booth of lisamerlobooth.com. And I'm Joss Marie, your host and personal narrator. Welcome to the show where we try and bring you some of the best relationship content in the world every Monday through Friday. Today, I have a beautiful story from Lisa Merlot Booth that I can't wait to share with you. And if you're new here or perhaps just don't remember, Lisa is actually an author that was recommended to us by a listener. So if you have an author or blog you'd like me to narrate from too, let us know. Just come by oldpodcast.com to share your thoughts. But for now, let's hear today's post and start optimizing your life. Relationships start with a small act of kindness and sometimes a big one by Lisa Merlot Booth of lisamerlobooth.com. I've received this email before and have been touched every time I read it. Taking the time to spread some kindness can have a greater impact than you know. How many Shay days have you created? If you can't think of any, it's never too late to start. The following is an email I was sent. I do not know who the original author is of this story, and I thank him or her for reminding us of the importance of humanity. At a fundraising dinner for a school that serves learning disabled children, the father of one of the students delivered a speech that would never be forgotten by all who attended. After extolling the school and its dedicated staff, he offered a question. When not interfered with by outside influences, everything nature does is done with perfection. Yet my son, Shay, cannot learn things as other children do. He cannot understand things as other children do. Where is the natural order of things in my son? The audience was stilled by the query. The father continued, I believe that when a child like Shay, physically and mentally handicapped, comes into the world, an opportunity to realize true human nature presents itself, and it comes in the way other people treat that child. Then he told the following story. Shay and his father had walked past a park where some boy Shay knew were playing baseball. Shay asked, Do you think they'll let me play? Shay's father knew that most of the boys would not want someone like Shay on their team, but the father also understood that if his son were allowed to play, it would give him a much-needed sense of belonging and some confidence to be accepted by others in spite of his handicaps. Shay's father approached one of the boys on the field and asked, not expecting much, if Shay could play. The boy looked around for guidance and said, We're losing by six runs and the game is in the eighth inning. I guess he can be on our team, and we'll try to put him into bat in the ninth inning. Shay struggled over to the team's bench, and with a broad smile, put on a team shirt. His father watched with a small tear in his eye and warmth in his heart. The boys saw the father's joy at his son being accepted. In the bottom of the eighth inning, Shay's team scored a few runs, but was still behind by three. In the top of the ninth inning, Shay put on a glove and played in the right field. Even though no hits came his way, he was obviously ecstatic just to be in the game and on the field, grinning from ear to ear as his father waved to him from the stands. 
In the bottom of the ninth inning, Shea's team scored again. Now, with two outs and bases loaded, the potential winning run was on base, and Shea was scheduled to be next at bat. At this juncture, do they let Shea bat and give away their chance to win the game? Surprisingly, Shea was given the bat. Everyone knew that a hit was all but impossible because Shea didn't even know how to hold the bat properly, much less connect with the ball. However, as Shea stepped up to the plate, the pitcher, recognizing that the other team was putting winning aside for this moment in Shea's life, moved in a few steps to lob the ball in softly so Shea could at least make contact. The first pitch came and Shea swung clumsily and missed. The pitcher again took a few steps forward to toss the ball softly towards Shea. As the pitch came in, Shea swung at the ball and hit a slow ground ball right back to the pitcher. The game would now be over. The pitcher picked up the soft grounder and could have easily thrown the ball to the first baseman. Shea would have been out and that would have been the end of the game. Instead, the pitcher threw the ball right over the first baseman's head, out of reach of all teammates. Everyone from the stands and both teams started yelling, Shea, run to first! Run to first! Never in his life had Shea ever run that far, but he made it to first base. He scampered down the baseline, wide-eyed and startled. Everyone yelled, Run to second! Run to second! Catching his breath, Shea awkwardly ran towards second, gleaming and struggling to make it to the base. By the time Shea rounded towards second base, the right fielder had the ball, the smallest guy on their team, who now had the first chance to be the hero for his team. He could have thrown the ball to the second baseman for the tag, but he understood the pitcher's intentions. So he, too, intentionally threw the ball high and far over the third baseman's head. Shea reached third base because the opposing shortstop ran to help him by turning him in the direction of third base and shouted, Run to third, Shea, run to third. As Shea rounded third, the boys from both teams and the spectators were on their feet screaming, Shea, run home, run home. Shea ran to home, stepped on the plate, and was cheered as the hero who hit the grand slam and won the game for his team. That day, said the father softly, with tears now rolling down his face, the boys from both teams helped bring a piece of true love and humanity into the world. Shea didn't make it another summer. He died that winter, having never forgotten being the hero and making his father so happy, and coming home and seeing his mother tearfully embrace her little hero of the day. Challenge. Take the time to practice some random acts of kindness and perhaps impact the life of another. You just listened to the post titled, Relationships Start with a Small Act of Kindness and Sometimes a Big One by Lisa Merlot Booth of lisamerlobooth.com. Thank you to Lisa for letting us share this heartfelt story with you today. It actually reminded me of something in my recent past. Um, I don't want to compare myself to any of the baseball players in Lisa's story because my following example is nowhere as extraordinary as what they did. But um, it was just about before Christmas time. I took my son Talon out to run some errands and grab just a couple last-minute gifts. And as we were heading toward the checkout line at the local convenience store, I couldn't help but focus my attention toward a screaming child and his mother. I kept to myself and did self-checkout, all the while hearing the child continue to cry and scream as they too approached the checkout area. 
in that moment, it's when I realized just how many people were staring at the mom and son, and I couldn't help but feel for them. At first, I did what every other silent spectator chose to do, grab my bag and headed out the door to leave. I hadn't even gotten to the parking lot, though, before I spun around, headed back to the self-checkout line, and visually scanned the checkout counter for absolutely anything that may help distract a toddler boy. I quickly settled on a small candy bar. No, it wasn't my first choice. But it was slim picking and I was in a hurry. So, I delivered the bar to the young boy and said, You can have this if your mama says it's okay, but you have to be really good for her. And then I left. Now, I don't know if I did the right thing. I struggled with the thought that I may have rewarded a tantrum with sugar, or just the thought that I even presented sugar to a child. I really wanted to buy a small toy, but that's beside the point. So whether or not it was the right thing to do, I'm honestly not sure. But I do know that I didn't hear the boy make another peep after that, and my heart was in the right place. So thanks again to Lisa. Nothing like a good post to encourage you to reflect on your own acts of kindness and also encourage you to be more mindful moving forward. And that's all I've got for you today. Thanks for joining me, and I hope to see you again tomorrow with a post from Angel Chernoff, where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.